You're listening to another edition of the Carboline Tech Service Podcast. I'm Jack Walker. With me, as always, is the director himself, Mr. Paul Jamis. And Paul, you know, I started to do a combination of welcome to the podcast and you're listening to, and it was going to be your welcome, Carboline. And I was just like, <laughs> my brain broke for a second. That's because today I'm leaving on a jet plane. Don't know when I'll be back again. I like I'm that that I'm is more like, true than anybody wants to realize. Right. I might go to the homeland yeah. and get whiskey drunk. That's yeah. And fall in the sea and never be found again. You can only wish. My wife can only wish too. The house would be paid off. Uh all things uh you know, I just gotta swing in a visit to the Intel job and the carboline would There you, you know, go. I have to pay more. I don't I, know why you haven't worked that into this trip anyways. Because it's vacation. Well, you know, there's that. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm not excited at all about not being here for two weeks. I'm really going to miss it a lot. So if you want to load up Jack's inbox and his Twitter account, you yeah. can send us some emails at technicalservice at com. Jack's on Twitter at Jack underscore CTSP. I'm on Twitter at Paul underscore CTSP. All right, so let's get to it. What we need to do. We've spent several episodes talking about Abrasive Blast Media. It actually ended up being a longer series than I expected. So but we just... It's a, it's a complicated topic. Yeah. And I just wanted to make sure that we come back around and kind of quickly summarize everything that we talked to. So, like, if you're a slacker, like me, <laughs> here's your Reader's Digest version. Here's your, uh, what are they called that you couldn't ever use back in the day? Cliff Notes. Cliff Notes. Yep. There's, there's the one. The cliff Notes here. Yeah. Isn't so that what we do anyways? Technicalities. So this is a Cliff Note of the Cliff Notes? Yes. All right. Unlike Cliff Notes, though, our, our information is always accurate. My understanding is uh, you could slip up with the Cliff, cliff Notes if you uh, relied strictly on them. Yeah, yeah, but that was you that was a me, risk. You know, you're an audiobook person. You strike me as a cliff note person. I have I have known to contribute to the <laughs> to the purchasing of cliff notes, yes. I was always too big of a weenie. Oh no. <clears throat> I found I found other things uh, to do than read that whole book. Yeah, I'd be like, okay, fine. But anyway, abrasive blasting. We covered all aspects from cleaning to blasting to the different types of media. We started off uh, with a portion of the blasting industry that we don't deal with very often as a, an industrial coating manufacturer, the uh, dry ice blasting. And, you know, it's something that I've been trying to correct myself since this episode is it really should be called dry ice cleaning. And if you listen to the episode... Yeah, we're talking about episode 90 here. Yeah, you and I keep calling it blasting and our guest giles garrison from cold jet keeps calling it cleaning. cleaning yep and that's because with the dry ice if if remember a lot of what we talked about over the last several weeks is related to the most scale of hardness and dry ice is like barely on that thing that's right i mean i know it seems hard when somebody throws it at you and you get hit with it and it's hard enough to remove paint from a surface but it doesn't impart a profile and that's a a very important distinction well, that's because it kind of vaporizes when it hits the surface. Right. That is the other benefit of it is there's much less cleanup Correct. when you're done. So it is really more effective 
for reestablishing a profile that is already in the substrate. So just removing coding so that you can re-expose that existing profile. That's that's where you're going to use. Yeah. And it's also incredibly good at doing things in a dust-free environment. It, Correct. It really helps to prevent that. So you've got low waste. You know, you only have the paint that's being removed and you have, you know, low dust. So those are some really good benefits that you have there. And the equipment is pretty reasonable to be able to get your hands on. It's available. Um, it is specialized, though, because once again, you're yep. propelling dry ice at a very rapid rate. And that kind of brings us to the next one was actually the end. We're going to start with the bookends here. The end of our series was a sponge jet. And much like cold jet, you can clean with them. But one thing that you and I learned in this is you can actually bet a profile with and a, the sponges. A huge profile. Yeah, that's because they pretty much take all of their the different media that are used throughout the industry and embed them in uh, some polyurethane foam. That's right. So we had, if you remember back, that was episode 95, and that was Ted Valoria from SpongeJet. And, and for both of these companies, uh, for ColdJet, for the dry ice blasting, it's coldjet.com. For SpongeJet, it's spongejet.com. And the thing that's really cool about the sponge is that the physics of the impact really help you with dust control. It's an amazing process to watch the slow motion videos of how the sponge hits the surface, dissipates the energy as it's rebounding, so you still get to impart a profile because of the abrasives that are embedded in it. And there's dozens of different sizes and types and shapes of media that they can use, depending on what profile you're looking for. And like... Dry ice blasting uses its own equipment. I think we mentioned that. But that's mainly due to the fact that you're dealing with a really, really light abrasive. You know, you're taking one piece of steel shot, steel grit, whatever, <laughs> and you're putting it in a little sponge that's a little bit bigger. So now your volume extension is, is significant and the aerodynamics are not the same. So they need to actually pressurize their pot in order to get that stuff moving at a rate. Right. For it to be productive. The other thing that they have is a, a really well-done recycling system. Correct. Where they're able to bounce. Since that is, there's such a difference in the steel that's being removed and their sponge media, there's such a difference in density there. They're able to separate those very quickly. It has a very high recycle rate and a very low waste rate. So mm -hmm. you can really decrease the amount of waste that you have to get rid of after a blasting job with the sponge jet. Yeah, and that's... Some of the great stuff about the mechanics of that impact. Like we said, the sponge flattens, absorbs the dust. But it also, you know, if you think about throwing a foam ball or a golf ball at a wall, like Ted said, that foam ball doesn't nearly reverberate off that wall the same way as a golf ball. So right. you, you also have a controlled rebound when you're using sponge jet. Hey, Jack, you know what? What? Part of Carboline's going on the road again. Again? Yeah, this time they are going to Chicago. We're going to be at WEFTEC 2019, which is in Chicago this year. It's the 92nd annual Water Environment Federation 
conference. So we're going to be in booth 4305, and that's September 23rd through 25th. And, uh, you know, Chicago's a great town, except for that uh, baseball team uh, that uh, with a youthful animal. Yeah, but that's okay. As of right now, they're in second place. Second place. All right, but this commercial runs for a whole month, so we'll just have to see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see where they go. Anyway, uh, so while you when you stop by at WevTech, make sure that you come and ask about the Carbomastic 615. Carbomastic 615 is a phenalkamine epoxy. It does really good applying to damp surfaces make sure you ask them see you there and those two are the two types that we talked about that are truly they're unique u- unique yeah the other types of media that we talked about are steel grit and shot and then we also had jake Wren on from surface prep supply and that's prepsupply.com to talk about when and why you would use the other types of media so you know you're looking at steel shot you're looking at garnet, you're looking at coal slag, uh, mineral abrasives, any of those uh, more standard abrasives, we we want to look at why you would choose one and we come back to that most scale of hardness again. Yeah, and so we're looking back, episode number 92, we talked about the blast media and the differences between shot and grit and why you might pick one over another one. And then in episode 94, when we talked with Jake, he helped us go through, and he asked a lot of the same questions that we do in tech service as to what are you doing and what is your objective and, and what is the substrate to try to make sure that they get the right abrasive in to get the profile that you're looking for. Yeah, so, and it's all related to very much like when we make a coating recommendation, like Paul said, substrate hardness, the ability to recycle the abrasives. All of these things factor into which ones you're going to choose because. If you can't recycle abrasives, you're not going to spend a lot of money on steel grit or steel shot. It's not really intended for one-time use. It has a cost associated with it that, you know, that abrasive is going to last longer. So what I will tell you is basically if you have a job where you have some unique things that you have to take into consideration, cold jet, sponge jet are really there for you. And actually sponge jet more and more is getting into the everyday world of industrial coatings. And with the other ones, it really just depends with slag, mineral, steel, all of that. It really just depends on all of your different variables, your environmental conditions, what you're blasting, what kind of profile you need to get, and whether or not you can recycle. So that is everything that we talked about. However, that we, we did get an additional question uh, through email, and that... Just let this be shown. If you email us in questions, we'll talk about them. Sometimes we call it out specifically, hey, we're going to answer a question. Sometimes we'll just do an episode about that topic and may not point out. So if you want it to be anonymous and you don't want to be called out, let us know. We can do it that way, too. So listener Jonathan emailed in, and he wanted to know... Is there an accurate way to predict what anchor profile will be based on the abrasive media that is used? And he says he's run into situations where the supplier will claim that it you can get a 3 to 5 mil range, but sometimes you don't always end up in that range that the media is advertised for. And, and what I will say there is that's a theoretical number. That is based off of, once again, physics where we're looking at the most scale of hardness of your aggregate and your abrasive. And that could, I mean, if you go from one type of metal to another, 
the hardness can change enough that it could affect your profile by half a mil. Yeah. Now, the other thing to keep in mind is these calculations for, you know, we're, we're imparting damage. We're, we're throwing something hard at another thing hard, and we're trying to do damage. Part of that formula is how fast is the media moving. And when you do the uh, nozzle velocity measurements, you're doing it at a set distance. That doesn't mean that that's how far away your blaster is holding the nozzle when he does it. So if he's closer or farther away, you're going to have more or less profile embedded into that substrate by the particles that you're using. You know, it's similar to the same thing you get with a, a water blaster. If you're using a you know, pressure washer and you get far enough away, it basically feels like a gentle rain. You get close enough to it and you can cut through things. It's that same philosophy. If, you're, if your blaster has the nozzle too close, you're going to probably get a little heavier profile. If he's not close enough to it, you're probably going to be a little light. Another variable, along with the type of media you're using and the condition of the surface, there's a lot of variation in there. That's why they give such a big range. Correct. So just keep in mind that's theoretical and that every little variable that you use to select that media will affect. And again, I'm not going to sing. Every little thing? Every little I, I thing. sang this episode, <laughs> so yeah. I took care of that. Only one set of bleeding ears a day. Is that Only what yeah, so many tone deaf guys that we can have. So... I think that's it for this week. We're going to launch back into one of our old series here. Uh, we think it's a good time because it happened about 90 weeks ago to take <laughs> a look back at our tank lining series. So there's a lot of good information in that if you haven't heard it before. And uh, we'll see you next week. And so for the Carboline Tech Service Podcast, I'm Paul. And I'm Jack. And we'd, we'd like, like to, to thank, thank you for, for your support. support. Carbaline, who put the line in? Carbaline, no matter where I go, they don't know what I mean. I say Carbaline, but they say Carboline.